0: You are listening to The Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about The Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media.
1: Welcome to Season 5, Episode 31 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Wow. Yeah. We're really coming down to the end here. I mean, well, the end of the season. End not of the, the season, end, right. Not the end of our lives or the end of the show. <laughs> or the end of the show's life. I hope. I hope. I hope. You never know what happens over the summer. Like, you know, one of us will get hit by a truck. Oh, <laughs>
0: I said I'm not leaving the house.
1: Exactly.
0: I made it through. Knock on wood. I made it exactly. through the pandemic. Now, now I
1: really can't leave the house. No, you made it through. You're vaccinated. You've made yeah, it through. Yeah. You're on the other side. You yeah, can yeah. walk around without a mask. You can. I actually i went pounds. into a,
0: i went into a store today
1: yeah. in
0: Virginia where they dropped their mask mandates, and it's basically up to the store owners. And the uh, guy that you're in, the guy's like, "I'm not Come doing that." I'm not, he's like I'm not. There were there weren't too many people in the place. Yeah. Um. So he's like, it's fine. I was with Maddie. She was wearing her mask. She's only had one vaccine. Uh, one vaccine.
1: Yeah. So, so both of our your girls and my youngest have all gotten their first vaccine, right. which is nice. S-
0: super psyched because yeah. it means like camp this summer yeah. can be that yeah. like you normal. know close to normal and stuff like that. Of course, there are kids in the camp who aren't eligible for the vaccine. And they're going to be there.
1: Why are they not eligible? Because they're, they're
0: like, like 8, and 10. Oh, younger.
1: Too young for them. Yeah, yeah that's younger campers. Really, I mean, that's the next step, right? right? They need to see what the trials look like on kids right. under 12. Right. And once that, that is proved to be safe and effective, then they'll be the next ones in line. And For the love of God, let's get them all back in school on the fall. About, oh,
0: God, please, God, please, God, please, God. Yeah. And, and So that was today. I went to a store. I didn't wear a mask. And then yesterday I had lunch with a colleague. I haven't seen restaurant. him. I haven't seen him other than on screen in like 15 months. Yeah. He's a great guy. Like one of my favorite colleagues. And he's like, We got a hug. We got and and we're at this restaurant, it's nice place. And people are like so psyched. People are like dressed up. I mean, it's like lunch on a Friday afternoon, right? People are dressed up. They're drinking. Like the 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 waitress is like, You guys you don't want to drink? <laughs> I was like, it's Friday, but I got work to do this afternoon. She's like, right. are you sure? Like look around, everybody's drinking.
1: I like that, good. that's like a subtle form of peer pressure that uh Well, she was trying to make some money, right? Well, sure, but are you, you sure you it? don't want to drink? All the other patrons here are drinking. That's Why true. Are you drinking? You should that's be true. drinking. All the cool people are drinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, but what if you know, what if you had some reason? that you aren't drinking, like, what if you're an alcoholic, you're a recovering alcoholic? Like, should you have to explain yourself or not have to there some?
0: Wasn't there something early in the pandemic where they were like, listen, alcoholics can't like go to AA meetings, so they should just be able to go to liquor stores and, and feed their habit because there's no way to control it?
1: <laughs> I, I think there was something that. like that. I, I missed that one. I think
0: it was, it was like some controversy in Pennsylvania about liquor stores being closed. and like, Well, what about all the alcoholics who can't go to AA meetings?
1: Can't they have Zoom I mean,
0: meetings? I mean, well, I, I guess, but remember, we like now we're all expert at Zoom. Like, Zoom That's is true. like, you know, true. like your right hand. But for us, no one could figure it out. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess there's now Zoom A. It's, it's
1: funny I, that you say Zoom and right hand and you didn't have a Jeff Tubin joke coming in there somewhere. Forgot about that.
0: <laughs> Again, like a basic two things. One, when you're getting on a Zoom, especially with your colleagues, yes. try to get dressed. Well, second, sure. Second, I don't yeah. know. I've been on Zooms a lot with my colleagues. It's nev- I've never really gotten that tickle in the middle of the meeting.
1: Maybe you don't so. have the right colleagues. <laughs> maybe that's not. Maybe that's your colleagues' fault. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So Zoom is like your right hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's totally yeah. Like except not really. Right. Uh, so but, yeah
0: serious stuff here what we have a ceasefire oh yeah but do we want to talk about other stuff do we are we not are we not talking about
1: uh no let's talk about it but first but first did you see that rick santorum got canned from cnn he did i he didn't know did. that yeah that was today
0: i was today oh it's because i've been like completely off social media except for two bombshell posts yeah. this morning Um, which we can talk about later oh that's great what was the reason because he's an asshole or like didn't
1: he say something a few weeks back I uh, he did say something pretty fucking nuts what did he say he said something it was something
0: well you can be sure it was something racist misogynist homophobic
1: Uh, it was something about Native Americans oh
0: right I thought it was about Chinese people. Oh
1: no, it was about how we birthed the nation from nothing, and there was no culture here before we got here, (laughs) right? right, right. Which is problematic, as as it turns out. But he's such a fucking (laughs) douchebag. Every time he was on CNN, I would turn it off and throw up my hands in exasperation and wonder why the hell they were paying this guy.
0: Well, you know, I don't watch it that much, but the few times that I did see him on, yeah. He'd be like, you know, I'm very critical of Trump. And then he would like defend the guy to the hill. I'd be like, just saying you're critical of him
1: it does doesn't you cover you. Yeah, right, no.
0: exactly. It was he totally insane. He,
1: he, could, he was always, he was reliably there for the bad take. Like you could always count on him to have an absolute terrible take. And he's so partisan and he's such a
0: hack. Right. Well, I don't think he should worry. He's probably going to get a gig at One America News or something like that.
1: Somewhere. I mean, there's always a place. There's always a place. Fox, Newsmax, One America.
0: Apparently, One America is bleeding people to Newsmax. I,
1: I saw that because they're going – they're, they're too for crazy. they are puffs and people right. are like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go to Newsmax because that's the saner right right-wing news site. But I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but there are now going to be other recounts in other counties around the country, like in Georgia County, Georgia. Yep. Yep. This is insanity. And their president, Michigan. Insane. Uh, There was
0: apparently some crazy, crazy contentious meeting in uh, San Luis Obispo in California. Really? Where people were like, just like the, you know, the Republican, you know, officials were like, no, you know, it's a legitimate Biden one. And they were like. That's not true. And <laughs> it was a real, like, apparently contentious thing.
1: And have you ever been I mean, the
0: Arizona the, thing is beyond uh, comprehension.
1: Have you ever been to San Luis Obispo? No, but I like to say it. It's beautiful. Is it? I bet it is. is. It's like yeah? three hours from three hours south of San Francisco, three hours north of LA. It's uh-huh. Is it like near
0: like Carmel and those places?
1: I don't fucking <laughs> know. <laughs> it's on the beach and it's nice.
0: I like to say San Luis Obispo. Yeah, that's cool. I'm sure actually, I'm not saying it correctly.
1: I actually screened my there's film a, at the San Luis Obispo fil- Jewish, film festival. Jewish Film Festival. Jewish film festival, and you don't you don't assume that there are a lot of Jews in San Luis Obispo. And there is are. Is,
0: isn't there a Cal Poly Tech San Luis Obispo? I feel like totally, there's. Totally I feel fine. like a, I feel like there's a university there.
1: <laughs> um. Be. Anyway, so so, so how was the
0: San Luis Obispo Jewish Film Festival?
1: You know, everything is virtual. Um. Uh-huh. So uh, I thought I it was ha- when you were there. No, 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 no. We uh, were there when we were doing our California trip, but I did that got it. Uh, recently. And the woman, I had a great conversation with the festival director. And yeah. interestingly enough, like we're doing a little uh, talk before the interview. You know how you, yeah. you get on these Zooms, you're like, yeah, oh, we'll just chat a little bit. And she's like, are you Jewish? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, I'm only asking you because I'm not. And I'm the director of the film festival. She's like, there aren't that many Jews here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Can you have, this is excellent. Can you have
0: a Jewish film festival without Jews? Yes.
1: You can. Well, That's without,
0: amazing.
1: you can. There are a ton, but they're there are Jews. And she was fantastic. And she was very knowledgeable about film. and was right. one of the Better festival directors that I have spoken with whom I have spoken, so I, I had a good experience.
0: There are, you know, there's a lot of uh, non-Jews who are Judeophiles. In fact, my tailor, who is not Jewish, <laughs> can rock can rock the Yiddish. Really, I mean, you know, like for a guy who's not Jewish, he knows like a fair amount oh. of Yiddish. Like he can't speak Yiddish, but he could like you know, he can be culturally down like that.
1: Does he have a sign in his shop that says "Dress British, Speak Yiddish"? <laughs> no, but that exists. Awesome. No, that exists, and I remember. Is it? Yeah, really? Uh, yeah, there I was wouldn't place, put that out these days, though. The, no, well, Shit's maybe, not good. Maybe not now, but when it, there was a place down in Atlanta where in, I went to school, where people would rent their tuxedos from for the different events, and it was it's you it, know, men.
0: So it was like the Emory Tux Rental Place. Of it course, it's a no, it said "Dress British, Speak Yiddish."
1: It wasn't at Emory because Emory was not big enough to have a tax rental place. But it no, no, there. no, but like off campus, it was like the go- a place yeah. right there. It wasn't. No, I'm saying it uh, wasn't that. You have like, uh, it, it was at Lenox Mall actually, which is a pretty big mall. Uh-huh. And I just, I just remember it as like you know, twenty year old, just getting a kick out of it. And I'm like, I guess he's Jewish, and I guess that's funny, <laughs> but I don't know. But yes, anyway, let's go. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which the is, elephant in the room, which is it's been a bad fucking week. Uh, based Bad on what's weeks. going, yeah, based on what's going on in in the Middle East, it's yeah. I it's, mean, it's come home. What's it's?
0: I mean, what's happened in the Middle East has been terrible. But um, you know, the kind of violence directed against American Jews has been shocking and disturbing and sleep depriving and very very it's upsetting.
1: Awful. And there were incidents in New York, L.A., and LA. Arizona.
0: Yeah. Uh, a couple People other getting places. the
1: shit beat out of them, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I uh, um, I heard from a, 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 a an old colleague. Some of our listeners might know this name, Walter Russell Mead. Um, he's written a bunch of books. He's a kind of right of center commentator. He's got a book coming out about the relationship of Americans to Israel, but on non non Jews, Christian Americans, Christian Americans and. Protestant denominations and their connections.
1: So Christian Zionists—is that what? They well, are? that
0: you know that in, in not like you know Christians United for Israel or like no, no. the John Hages, but like what how that how we got there. I mean, there's kind of proto-Messianic Zionism among Protestant denominations. I was just reading your father-in-law, rereading your father-in-law's book, yeah, uh, the history of Zio- uh, history of Israel from Zionism to our time, and he's and I'm reading about Truman's recognition. Uh Uh, of israel and he felt like based on scripture this his interpretation of scripture that this was an important thing as well as a variety of other calculations
1: anyway but but truman himself was not uh he didn't love the jews
0: oh no 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 no, no. there are yes that is very very Uh, true i mean he he was sympathetic after after the holocaust okay and he had some, he had a friend, Eddie Jacobson, who oh, was yeah. very his former, influential.
1: His former colleague at the haberdashery. the haberdashery, exactly. Everybody um, loves saying that word.
0: He, he complained a lot about uh, yes. the pressure that he received yes. from Jews about on the The Jewish lobby the, right, exactly. Jewish lobby. the original Jewish lobby. The original Jewish lobby.
1: And you know, do you know that uh, in his home in Missouri, where he lived with his wife and her mother, his mm-hmm. mother-in-law, his mother-in-law would not allow Jews into the house Eddie Jacobson Eddie Jacobson was never not allowed, allowed in in the, the house. House. in the house right yeah right but so, nevertheless but he, but based he supported on Israel yeah he supported and based on
0: in part on his uh interpretation of scripture in any event so Walter uh sent me a DM on Twitter and said yeah. because I had tweeted this long thread about this stuff um he said he thinks you know he's just finished this book and has delved into this. This is the most significant, longest, worst outbreak of anti-Jewish violence in the country's history. He thinks was, so this the is, ADL The ADL said 193 incidents of anti-Semitism in the last two, in, weeks? In the last two weeks. And a bunch have turned violent.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not yeah. just you know writing "Free Palestine" on a synagogue, no. Or, it's you know, fuck the people. Jews, yeah. and
1: beating I, beating did, people up. Did you watch any of the footage of the fights at Times in Times Square this yeah. week? I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. bad. How, I don't. I still don't understand a couple of things. I don't understand. There are a lot of things I don't understand, but in this instance, I don't know how anti-Semitism is going to help advance the cause of the Palestinians even one bit.
0: Well, well, here's the deal. So. What I did today was I, I have been racked about this, um, just really upset. And I got up earlier than usual today and I was really bothered by it. And so, you know, like, what do I do? I, for me, writing is a problem solving exercise. So I pulled out the laptop and I wrote uh, a page, page and a half long about how I was feeling about this, but specifically about my my world, not yeah. my colleagues from CFR, just broadly speaking. You know, this world, this Middle East and journalists and everybody like who have been so passionate over the course of the last two weeks in support of Palestinian rights. And I think that that's perfectly okay, but have been noticeably silent on this anti-Jewish violence that has broken out in the United States. Really, really silent, like
1: noticeably
0: silent, given how strongly and how... Passionate they have argued about yeah. and advanced their views about justice in Palestine, which again is absolutely legitimate. So sure. So the deafening silence on this was really striking to me.
1: Well, and when they, when I posted
0: you... it. I posted it on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah. Um I, I haven't really been, I haven't been on Twitter since I posted it. There's been some interesting reactions on Facebook as well. But uh but I, I think the point is that. I didn't even mention Israel or Palestine. I, it's just like people are beating the shit out of some Jewish twenty-something old walking through Times Square because he's wearing a yarmulke. Yeah, this is
1: this is horrible. It's not stuff. good. But let me and and I'm I'm not trying to whitewash anything that's going on here or or diminish its importance because it's obviously horrible. And any thinking person, any rational person, should condemn this in and anti-Semitism in all of its forms. But, you know, did anybody call out the Jew, the settlers who were marauding through Jerusalem two weeks ago, chanting death to Arabs?
0: I, I did see a lot of people doing that. Did you? Yeah. Your yeah. And I think I, I colleagues, uh, J Street, yeah,
1: oh, uh, yes. Yes. I mean, right. but of course. Right. Like, some place right. like Jason. And so, yeah.
0: I mean, look, but here's the thing. Yeah. This is my view.
1: Yeah.
0: There is a conflict over there.
1: Yeah.
0: And whether someone self-identifies as being pro-Israel or not, they're here. Yeah. And, that, and they don't – and just, and, and, self-identifying as Jewish or pro-Israel is not an invitation to get your ass kicked. Um. We are not necessarily yeah. – as Jews, sure. complicit – in what Israelis are doing. Uh, unless I think we go really over there important. and pick up a gun. Think, go over there and pick up a gun and participate. I think that's a really
1: important thing because there are many of us who are completely against the current government of Israel and right. are very vocal about it. And we should not be held responsible for what's going on there. Neither should the average Palestinian walking down the street or a Lebanese person walking down the street. Well, Be responsible this, is, for what,
0: for... this is what's interesting is that, and we were we were talking about this before we started the show. Is that some of the people who've been most vociferous in denouncing anti semitism are actually Palestinians. Yeah. My comments on Twitter and Facebook were not directed necessarily at Arabs. I feel quite comfortable with my Egyptian friends, or Palestinian friends, or Saudi friends, or Emirati friends. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's about the yeah academics and the journalists and the analysts yeah. and the staffers who feel compelled to not say anything it's not How, it's it's not it's off brand to assail the people who are attacking Jews on the streets of the United States
1: that's fucked you, up let, let yeah. me ask you a question are you referring to Jewish academics and journalists. Anybody. Jewish, I, anybody. I'm, anybody. I all, I'm critics of all, but the, but the yeah. righteous among us who are, yeah. you know, up with right. the people who fair. are against yeah, everything. That's fair. That's it, fair. Uh, it, right. But, you know, it's it's interesting because I'm sure that you've also followed this. That in, in recent months there've been uh, various definitions put out of. Anti Zionism and anti Semitism. Anti Semitism
0: and stuff like that. This is
1: incredibly fraught, right? Well, I I mean, look, if we're saying that not all criticism of Israel is anti Semitic, right? Right. Which is, I think, a fair thing to say. Not all criticism of Israel is anti Semitic. Not all forms of anti Zionism are anti Semitic, although I'm sure there are people who would disagree with that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um,
1: But at the same time, if we believe that and i think we do then we have to say not all Jews are responsible for the actions of the government well, of Israel well,
0: that that's exactly right and that yeah. and 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 that's my point in that yeah. you know people who i who respect and like and believed that they had principle really have no character mm. they're, they're they're too chicken shit because I, it's not popular right now to defend a 20 something kid who was wandering through because now everybody knows he was on his way to a pro-Israel rally. So
1: ah, so is that what's coming to you? I mean, I mean, but no,
0: I'm just saying it's like, it's off brand to to be publicly and
1: vocally critical of this. Listen, in the last five years, we now have seen many people in our world, in our, in our circles who have no character. Right. And that's been proven time and time again. Like how many people are just going to be content with sitting on their hands and letting shit just happen? Right. Well, I mean, this is a, it's a continuum. I think it hits, it hits home
0: in a variety of ways that are different from just watching people sit on their ass and, you know, not take up, you know, the cause um, or whatever.
1: If you're silent. In the face of anti-Semitism, then you're showing exactly who you are. Right. That, that's it.
0: Right. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. So I was – like I said, I was wrecked over this. I was yeah. racked. And I just – I was like – I I put it out on, on Facebook and then two of my friends here saw it and were like, you, you got to put it on Twitter. Uh-huh. It's, it's – because that's really who you're talking about. You're right. talking about – Right. You're not the, talking
1: to your friends. You're talking to the larger – Twitter universe, right?
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so I was like, I debated it for about a half an hour, and then then I said, I just did it. I was like, that's right. I got to be true to, to you know, whatever. Anyway, so I, I, as a result, I've been off social media. Uh, I'll (laughs) go back on Monday, and you know what, my my feed will be. It'll be the Middle East, the Knicks, food.
1: You know, the Yankees. The usual,
0: the usual crap that I that I. Post on uh, that I tweet. That's, you don't have the Yankees
1: on your page anymore. You're you're done. With I that? do,
0: I do. But I'm like we've discussed before. Like I feel like that that Knicks are in the playoffs deserves yeah. like most of my attention.
1: Uh you know Corey Kluber pitching no hitter this week. Though. I know, I know, I know, I know,
0: I know. But like I'm 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 so
1: like their pitching is ridiculously good right now, and of course it's not going to last. But you, we have to enjoy it and appreciate it while it's happening. right. right, right another right, shutout today. They gave up one run yesterday. They were the shut out on Thursday. Like, they keep
0: winning like 2-1. I don't
1: care. I I know, take it's, Ws. Better it's better Ws. than Ws. losing. It's, it's exactly better than right. losing
0: 2-1. I know. I know. But I, you know me. I feel more comfortable when they win 15-0 and they uh, go 162-0. 160, yes. like, that goes
1: without saying. That goes it's, without one, saying. It's,
0: it's one kind of element of anxiety that I wouldn't have to worry about. Right? That's right. How last, night,
1: last night's game was a really well-played game. And there was a play there were two plays that I'm, yeah. I want to mention. There was a triple play that the Yankees turned in the top of the ninth inning, which was I can't fantastic.
0: Unbelievable.
1: I mean, like a ground ball to third. Uh, Rochelle stepped on third through to second, through to first. triple right. play.
0: That's but, like amazing.
1: Uh, amazing. So in one week, we had a no hitter and a triple play. Which a g- good week. It's, <laughs> it's a, a good, good season. Right. There, was a, there was a play in the eighth there been, inning.
0: Like, 10 no hitters this year. Six. No, no, no. It's more than that. It's more than
1: that. I don't think so. I, I think it's uh, like, I think it's, we're up to 10. Uh, yeah, baby. No hitter 2021. 20, six. Kluber was the sixth.
0: I thought it was, I thought it was
1: like seven or eight. I'm okay. Telling, I'm just telling you, It's still right, a lot. You're, for, right. No, for you're May. right. you're right. You're it's right. a lot for May. So yeah. in the eighth inning, in the top of the eighth, they brought in a reliever. The Yankees brought in a reliever, and he was not pitching incredibly well he gave right. up a run to tie the game and there's a runner at first with one out and he gives up a blooper to right and Aaron Judge makes like he's going to catch it even though he realizes he has no shot at catching the ball but he geeks the runner and he he feels it on a hop and he fires the second and he threw the runner out at second oh my god it's an, I mean, I'm missing. Yeah, I'm they gonna have to go look at this. It doesn't happen often, but these are great plays. Like that's yeah. a great baseball play. That's awesome. Anyway, that's awesome. so it, it was. They're fun to watch. They're not hammering the ball out of the stadium though, and they're they got still got a lot of guys on the injured list.
0: Right. Like I but, said, um, I've been focused on basketball. Yeah, but right. I'll, I'll 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 watch the, the, the start Plus, watching. I don't get it as much. I get it well, when they play the Nats and the O's. I don't. Right. I'm too cheap to the MLB network. Almost- and plus, half the time I fall asleep by nine forty-five anyway. So,
1: yeah, you could watch on ESPN. Like the it's my, uh,
0: it's my, it's the overhang from my, sh- my, my shingles. Um. The overhang. The it's overhang. Like, I'm still
1: recovering. The overhang. I like the overhang. that. It's
0: yeah. the overhang. So, um, we got to talk about a little bit about. I didn't realize you used to go to Stone Mountain.
1: <laughs> oh, so you're gonna bring this up now? So we were talking <laughs> oh, we about, talk this-
0: about Stone Mountain. Or was it nail clippers in the toilet?
1: Yeah, we can talk pit, about both. Pick your, your poison. Yeah. So I've had an interesting week, right? I guess, <laughs> you know, first week I can tell. Well, it's, you know, before we went live, Stephen and I were talking about um, laser shows. Well, <laughs> we were talking first about the Stars and Bars and how your roommate in college put up Stars and Bars. First roommate in college, bars. not Bruce. Uh, not Bruce yeah.
0: Mendelson, a dedicated listener to the on Main Corner. <laughs> I couldn't not see, a Stars and Bars guy, yeah, but there was another guy him. who I lived with
1: before him. I couldn't see Bruce putting up the stars and bars. All <laughs> no, uh, right. Uh, so you mentioned that there that you put up the stars and bars in your you room, did. or your roommate room did. I'm down, sorry, right? you asked them to take it down, and I said, "Wow, you were pretty woke for 1986. Like that was pretty good." <laughs> and then I said, "You know that when I was down when I was at school at Emory, we used to go to Stone Mountain, and they would have laser shows at Stone Mountain, and nobody fucking thought twice about it."
0: Let's so you went to the Zeppelin Laser Show? <laughs> no,
1: no, it was just like the Pink the Blood Laser Show. Yeah, it was just like the but you didn't go to the Klan Laser, Klan laser show.
0: show. That was the third night. Stayed you know, away from that one.
1: One of my friends from school who's a listener, uh, Mark Stevens, who is an avid listener of the show, and I want to give him a shout-out. Shout out to Mark. He he's the one who when your back was hurting, he threw oh. out some suggestions what, what, and what and and the Predator zone rocked it. It was awesome. <laughs> He and I had an exchange about the whole Stone Mountain thing. And he's like, dude, I knew about this. I don't know where you were. But I I shelter it was a sheltered New
0: Jersey upbringing. Yeah. You had no idea.
1: Yeah. That's so, so funny. But
0: it brings like, me back to the to the,
1: I didn't think it was to the laser show thing. thing. Remember that? Yeah. you
0: go to the planetarium.
1: Yeah. And everybody go high, getting stoned. And, and go listen la- to Dark Floyd, Side of the Moon. Laser Floyd or Laser Zeppelin. And they would advertise it on the radio all yes. the time. Yeah. Laser Floyd. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs>
1: that's... Who knew at Stone Mountain the laser show was actually lasers of a cross burning? <laughs> oh my God. All right, I'm exaggerating a little. It wasn't a, a cross little? Burn. Just a little. Yeah. Right, it, just was, a little. No, it was
0: the third night. It was after the <laughs> exactly. and, it was after that was the what, and Pink Floyd show.
1: That was what I wasn't invited to. <laughs> Yes. They look at you like,
0: no, we don't give you tickets to that one.
1: Exactly. But I would like to go to see this. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You cannot. cannot. And then, all right. So you also mentioned the toilet. Yeah, the toilet. How the
0: fuck did you get here? Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: We haven't done one of those in a long well, time. Well, here you go. Here's your here okay I- So yeah. I'm sitting in the living room the other night watching TV, and my 17 year old walks in and says, I dropped the the nail clippers in the toilet. Can you get them out for me? I'm sitting there like, can I just wait till the inning is over? So what did you do? What do you think I did? I stuck my hand in the fucking toilet.
0: Was it like right there or did you have to like stick your hand all the way down
1: the the pipe? No, no, no. It was just right there. It was at the bottom of the toilet. All right, okay. Relatively clean. Other than that, it wasn't like, you know. Right, right, ways. but it could
0: get stuck further
1: down. Yeah, no, but yeah. I went. you right. Let me tell you something. This is not the first time I've had my hand in the toilet in this house, and I'm quite certain that you've stuck your hand in the toilet, too.
0: Guilty as charged, man.
1: Come on, you got kids. Shit falls in the toilet. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, I figured I figured. My... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my But this is not the first thing that should not have been in there that has fallen in there. <sighs> uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, Fifteen seconds, you're done. You wash the thing off. Everybody's good to go. Like, not a big deal. But at the same time, you know, there's the whole psychological thing of, I'm really going to put my hand in the toilet again. Like, I just want you to remember the things that I do for you.
0: My, my how the fuck did I get here? Moment this week was, you know, it's cicada season, Route oh, ten, right. and we were just like, this over is 17,
1: years, ever 17, ever years. Said, seventeen years,
0: seventeen years, having seventeen years, and we have. I think we have more cicadas than. The entirety the of the
1: neighborhood.
0: average. Yeah. How and, big are they? Oh, they're big. You know, they're like I don't know. They're meaty. Anyway, yeah. so Tulip what only wants to eat the cicadas. Like she didn't eat. She's no. She's a dog. She has no impulse control. If she can eat ten thousand cicadas, she would eat ten thousand cicadas. So what we've been told is like it's okay for a, them to yeah. eat it, but you kind of like portion control because it it's could protein. really screw. It could really screw up their GI system. So, yeah, her first walk of the day is at like six fifteen. one Dog on a diet.
1: Yeah, go ahead. No,
0: so Lauren takes her, but I'm now getting up earlier than that, and I'm sweeping the cicadas oh,
1: so
0: she out won't of the, get to them, so she won't get to. So, like the last few mornings, like two hundred cicadas. That dog I'm is sweeping them up, the putting them in the compost. Oh, it's fucking a at five forty five in the morning. This is what I want to be doing. Yeah. That's my, how the fuck did I get hit uh,
1: Hey man, you, you wanted a dog. Yeah, a, yeah,
0: she's the best, Toopy.
1: She's great. Anybody who's on Should Facebook knows mailbox? I'm obsessed
0: with this. What? Yeah, let's go to the mailbox. We have I'm listener sorry. mail this week. We're very excited.
1: Yeah, because we, Two requested, pieces of mail. Mail. Two we pieces requested of mail. Two pieces of mail. We requested hate mail last week. So, we got this. So, what do you want me to do? You want me to read them in you can read or in part? Or in you whole? can read whichever you're, you're okay. you got them. Okay, this one says, Dear Amen Corner crew, I guess that's us. You wanted hate mail, so here it is. <laughs> Damn, just coming out with guns right. blazing. Okay, you guys always sign off in the strangest, most abrupt way possible. I, what? Think we,
0: I, think I don't think so either. That's uh, weird. It's man.
1: very unnerving to the listener, and I think that I could speak for everyone. I mean, that's quite a statement. Wow, when I say. You guys should work on that. Damn. That's harsh. Brutal. Additionally, your usage of the term ski and skillet is an intellectual property infringement since that was my idea. Wait a second. I this won't is sue- Maddie. Is this on. Maddie? I won't sue this time, but be sure to give credit where credit is due. Otherwise, I might not be so forgiving, assholes. Oh, no, wait. I added that <laughs> I hope you take these into consideration. Sincerely, Madeline Sophia Cook. What? Who gave her permission to listen to the Amen Corner? I'm not finished. In parentheses, yes, Stephen's eldest and favorite daughter.
0: (laughs) Every kid is the same. Wait a second. Who gave her permission to listen to the Amen Corner?
1: I guess you did.
0: It wasn't me. It's a mother.
1: But I'm going to respond. I'm going to tell you what I said said to her What I wrote back to her. You
0: responded? I did. Okay,
1: um, and I'm only gonna talk I about the second. Can't believe her mother part. lets
0: her listen to the M.A. corner.
1: This is only for immature adults. Good she's point. just a teenager. She's a mature teenager. <laughs> that means she definitely shouldn't be listening. She's more mature than we are. So, <laughs> without a doubt, the only thing uh, the thing I want to address first is the the IP infringement. Because I want to set the record straight here, and which is what I, I use going. it. You
0: don't. I so have she's never gonna sue said anybody. That. Right. I've
1: never if, said that. If she's going to sue anybody, she should sue me. So please sue your father only okay. and not me because I've never used the expression. I'm not going to say it because I don't right. want to run the risk of
0: uh, – Although I don't think we have anything written down in the house that says Maddie coined Ski and Skillet.
1: My kids always claim – Which is claim, like my fantasy,
0: open a ski shop slash greasy spoon. Right. Some right. My
1: okay. kids always claim that – they claim credit for things that I come up with. <laughs> right. And they're like, I said that first. I'm like, uh huh. Next thing she's gonna be telling me, she wrote ruling but not governing. She was like two. That's possible. It was conceived before she was conceived. Yeah, but she She I think she had a hand in it.
0: Okay, okay what else? So you
1: wrote back. So that was what I wrote back. I told yeah. her that we had taken under advisor, which advisement? is true. I mean, okay. look, you know, we could be more thoughtful in how we sign off. <laughs> um, and I did thank her for listening.
0: Okay, that's I, I wrote,
1: good. Dear Madeline Sophia Cook, thank you for your note and for your constructive feedback about how we sign off from the podcast. That's... We at the MN Corner agree that this is an area in which we can improve and we will strive to do so going forward. With regard to our potential intellectual property infringement, we would suggest that you take that up directly with Stephen <laughs> Cook as Brad Rothschild is 100% certain that he has never used that phrase before. Thanks for listening. I mean, you know, as far as hate mail goes, it's not hard. That wasn't
0: bad. All right, so hate hard. mail number two.
1: Then we got hate mail from uh, our old friend in Israel, Evan Muni. Evan! Um, Evan, who is
0: giving me updates r- regularly from the bomb shelter in his house right, and stuff like that.
1: So he said that I had it wrong about the Ministry of Education because I said that Naftali Bennett was the – minister of education for 10 years and he's right i was wrong
0: we should you know what you've seen a part in the interruption where they do yeah. errors at the end we should yeah. have that
1: well well hold on i want to talk about this first. okay
0: a okay
1: i was mistaken because he was okay. not he was not um minister of education for 10 years he was only minister of education for four years okay. however and evan was kind enough to Include a Wikipedia entry about the foreign, about the educational ministry in Israel. So I, okay. I was able to, to look at that mm-hmm. and, and realize that in the past 20 years. Okay. Okay. Since 2001. Okay. There have been eight ministers of education. Okay. Okay. Six of whom have been either from Likud or parties to the right of Likud for a total of 15 years. Wow. So 15 out of 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, Polly Bennett, who is egregious enough, (laughs) doesn't really hold a candle to former Minister of Education, Rafi Paris, who was (laughs) minister uh, in 2019 and 2020. Right. This same Rafi Paris in November 2014. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you did. I'm, I'm going to run away. Announced that the Temple Mount has no religious significance it's to, to the Muslim religion. Oh, God. Oh, God. And oh he God, was oh quoted God. as saying this. 90% of the Arabs don't know a thing about the Quran. I will tell you with full authority, we know better than many of them. Which is I nice. would say
0: that 90% of Jews don't know a thing about Torah. I think
1: that's probably accurate.
0: Well, <laughs> like, accurate. I don't know. What the fuck?
1: Also, the same yeah. Rafi Paris in July 2019 yeah. endorsed gay conversion therapy. <laughs> oh
0: God. Oh God.
1: And claimed to have personally performed such therapy.
0: I would guess he's gay. <laughs> I would hazard a guess.
1: In an interview published in January 2020, yeah. Paris told Yediot Akhurnod, which is an Israeli paper, quote, in the religious public that lives according to the Torah, a normal family is a man and a woman. We don't need to be ashamed that we live this natural way.
0: <laughs> Did he get his talking points from the RNC? I mean, clearly. <laughs> Damn. Uh, and,
1: then, right. and then he also, uh, Evan also mentioned that it wasn't his son's school that, and I'll quote, made him move a little to the right on the political spectrum. It was his experience in the army more than anything. So when we are asking the question, when did Evan become radicalized? Not Evan. <laughs> when did Evan's son- <laughs> He's uh, not, though. No, have become radicalized. <laughs> and I'm obviously saying this facetiously. But I mean, that leads to a bigger question. Like, right. so is it the army or, cause think about this. Everybody who he was in the army with, in his age, also went through the education right, system education at the same system. time that he did. Right. So in his upper middle class neighborhood, he was fortunate to go to a more liberal school, but not everybody. Right. I I also else. think
0: it's the it's the political environment in Israel post Second Intifada, right? Where absolutely the peace well, we camp talked
1: about this last week, right?
0: Doesn't exist yeah. any longer. There's no partner for peace. That's what you know, yeah. Israelis say, we want peace, but there's no partner, etcetera, etcetera, etcetera.
1: Yeah. So but for sure, you couldn't expect that the army would be a more liberalizing force in his education.
0: Well, especially since the officer corps is increasingly religious. religious nationalist. Exactly right. Right. Exactly right.
1: Right. It's so, not the
0: kibbutzim. Socialists right. any longer. It's the religious nationalists who. I mean,
1: there still are Kibbutzim, but more and more uh, the the officer corps is exactly as you right. described it, which is national religious. All uh, right. So, so yes, uh, I we took a, a complex issue and sort of boiled it down into some you know talking points, which Evan called me specifically out on, and you know that's fair, but um, all right, yeah. I so. But two solid letters, very yeah. solid letters. Yeah. So keep we it I have to coming. talk
0: to the Lauren about letting Maddie listen to the Amen Corner. Well, What's next in this house? Mia,
1: Mia is really the more critical one of your two daughters. Mia often
0: she, is often yeah. in the room
1: next to where we're, she hears we're talking. She's she's profanity. like profanity. Yes, yeah, profanity. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so right. we've come to the end of this episode, but I want to, you know, be. <laughs> How do we end it? Uh, well, I think that we just need to. talk a little bit about how this was a good episode this week and it was nice to converse with you again and have this exchange All right, and if it's okay with our listeners we're going to sign off man we've sort of come to the end of what we had to talk about so we're going to sign off and we're going to wish everyone a good week ahead a week of peace Safety and a happy week. How about that? Is that good? That's great. That's that great. Alright. Okay. We'll see how we'll see how Matty uh, re- responds to it. So we're Later, out of here. Later everybody. We're out of here.